Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 14 of Pass the Salt, which 14's not the biggest number there is, um, but also it feels pretty cool to say that, so there you have it. You heard, you heard it here first. Episode 14 is happening right now, and we have an interview today with someone who I think so highly of, and I know a lot of you who know her think the same, feel just so um, privileged to even know her, and her name is Claudia Mingora, and she and I were Salt and Light interns together in 2014. It was both of our first summers, and then together in 2015, and I've always just thought she's such a gem. Uh, she is someone who is, um, I don't know, her walk with the Lord is one that has had such a, a beautiful and unique journey and is one that I think we could all like just learn something from. And I do say this in our conversation that I'm not trying to put Claudia up on a pedestal and be like, let's all be like Claudia. And our goal is to be more like Christ. Um, but I really enjoy Claudia's perspectives and Claudia's input about how we can just take our faith more into our own hands and take our faith more seriously. So today's conversation is really for anyone, but we talk specifically a lot about being a teenager and being a young adult um, Christian and what that experience is like. So if you are either of those groups of people, you'll probably find this conversation helpful and relatable. What we're going to talk about today on the episode is basically practical tips and advice for daily things that we can do to enhance our faith. And of course, I know and I want to say that there are times in our faith where we go through dry spells where we go through ups and downs we experience doubts we experience questions we experience closeness with the lord and then there's times where we're, where we feel distant um, one thing my grandmother used to always say is when you feel far away from god who moved and um god doesn't move god doesn't just disappear from our lives um, i think there's times where god speaks to us in different ways and there's times where god is silent intentionally but so much of our faith is our choice and is, you know, we have free will and we have the opportunity and the, the privilege to make the choice to pursue God. God's always pursuing us, so that's a given, but it's not always a given that we're going to take our faith seriously. And as young people, as teenagers and young adults, college-age students, there comes a point in your life where your faith has to become your own because for your childhood, it's your parents or your friend or your family member, whoever it is that introduced you to faith, it's their gift to you. And then at some point you're like given the task and the choice to say, okay, I'm going to learn for myself. I'm going to make my own thoughts about God. I'm going to learn and dive into the word and dive into all the things that um, speak to me and, and um, ignite this passion I have for my faith and it's not going to be something that someone forces me to do or someone something that other people are influencing me to do but it's my choice to follow Jesus and that is a really awesome feeling for me I think it was in college I think when I really had a light bulb moment of like wow this faith is mine and I might even learn and think things a little different than I did when I was younger but it's because I studied and talked to God and learned and when your faith is your own it's just such a such an important thing. So 
some of what we say in our conversation might feel trivial or might feel like, oh yeah, that's a no-brainer. You need to do those things to grow closer to God. Um, but that is what faith is. It is easy and simple and also hard and also a, a daily growth and challenge. And um, maybe what we say um, and what we talk about for daily things to grow your faith are things that you aren't even in the headspace to do right now, I would encourage you to still listen with open ears and open hearts because if you want to go back to God, God's always there for you. It just takes baby steps too. And it just takes a willingness to to reach out to God who's always reaching back to you. So anyways, ah, guys, I got on a pulpit. I got on a soapbox. Someone needs to reel me back in. I want you to listen to this conversation and be blessed today on this Monday or whenever you're listening to it. Um, we here at Salt All Night, we love you. And also follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. We have so many exciting things happening, especially Zatea, which is accepting auditions. So you listening, if you want to be in Salt and Light's Zateo, guess what? It's not just the Salt and Lighters this year. Hey, it's about time, right? Yeah. So if you want to audition, you can. We're accepting auditions for actors and dancers. There's a couple roles specifically that we need to fill. And then we have some roles that um, are more open-ended and we're more willing to explore other options for who could fill those roles. But um, we need someone who can play a young girl and someone who can play an old older woman, like think like 70s or five or six. So there's, those are two specific needs and then dancers and then um, high school and college aged actors as well. So all of the information's at the link in our bio on Instagram. We're posting every day until November 3rd on Facebook, the links. November 3rd is when the auditions are closed, but we are accepting applications on a rolling basis. If you want to be in stage crew, stage manage, hair and makeup, this year's Zateo requires a lot of very specific makeup and hair needs. So if you're good at stage makeup or wigs or hair, we would love to get your help because right now I think it, it's uh, something Christy Miller and I will be doing and we like it, but we're like, oh my gosh, it's a little overwhelming. So we need some help, guys. Okay, that's the end of my announcement. We love you. Here we go. Let's pass the salt. Hello, testing. Wait, turn that metronome off. Okay, go ahead. Testing. testing. One, two, three. Oh, Claudia. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing really well. You drove here from York. Yes. Both times. This is actually the second time you've been interviewed for a Salt Night <laughs> <laughs> thing in the last like three weeks. And when I interviewed you last time, I made you tell us where you were. And now I made it known again that you're from york yes so people can all find you and born and raised born and raised in york pennsylvania wow that's amazing um and you just had some really good news i did yes do you want to share it to the world sure (laughs) i passed the nclex yay and if someone's like i don't know what an nclex is which if that is someone they're well, probably <laughs> many youth don't really know. Well, now they're going to. They're going they to. Know. What is an NCLEX? The NCLEX is the nursing board's exam. So every nurse has to pass this exam in order to be a registered nurse. And so now you're an RN? 
So now I'm a registered nurse, yeah. Did you do the, uh, what is it, the Mockingjay? <laughs> do you know the Mockingjay or the, the Mockingbird? <laughs> the Nightingale. The Nightingale. <laughs> birds. The Nightingale um, Pledge. Does that ring a bell? I did not do that. <laughs> I don't know. Dylan had to do some sort of like, it's like a promise you make that you're going to be a nurse that like, does well for people and takes care of people it's like an oath and it's called the nightingale something that doesn't okay no no bells ring in there okay well anyways congratulations <laughs> thank you on the NCLEX. and you're starting next month your first ever job as a registered nurse yes on a florida hospital yeah so if someone's sick in york they might see you lancaster lancaster oh a little bit of a commute <laughs> <laughs> A hot commute in the car. Well, you can listen to Pass the Salt on your car rides, Mm -hmm. as everyone right now is as well. So we're going to talk about some very important things today. We're going to talk about things that are, I think, really practical and um, just worthwhile for people who want to dive deeper into their faith to incorporate into their everyday life. But before we dive into all of the wisdom that you have to share, which is a lot of wisdom, by the way. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? We know you're a nurse, but like, do you want to tell us how old you are or just anything that we need to know about Claudia Mingora? Yeah, so I am 24 years old. I was on the Salt and Light team from 2014 to 2016. I was like 16 to 19 years old so it's been a while it's been a minute but it's been really good and that time in my life was uh definitely where I growed a lot I grew a lot yeah Yeah. so that was cool and now I finished college and starting a job and starting a job saving people's lives Mm -hmm. one day at a time hopefully (laughs) um yeah you and I were on salt light together that was the, fun. The good old days. We even lived at Denise Murphy's house. For <laughs> at Denise Murphy's house, which she is a treat. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Murphy's on core staff with Salt Night. He's been on Salt Night for like two hundred years, and his mom hosted Salt Night interns, which they don't do as much anymore. Hosting interns um, with COVID, we didn't have overnight stays places, so we mostly hired. Uh, people who were local to the area because the, the traveling was all in one day hmm. trips. I think that could change in the future. All this to say, there was a time in Salt and Light's history where interns would come from afar. We had people from Hawaii. Seriously. Just one person, actually. Not people. <laughs> and we all would live in people's homes. And we, you and I lived in Denise Murphy's mm-hmm. home, and she's a hoot. So you were there, right? You and I were both there for the original... Um, the moment where the rubber mallet became uh i remember that joke but i can't really (laughs) expand the details we were playing some game with denise because she liked to like do activities with us in her (laughs) home (laughs) and it was like i don't remember the game was something where you had to come up with funny names and she named herself the rubber mallet and that's where it came from and that was in a skit that we did a couple years ago called kickball kingdom and then this year campers did at creative arts camp they Ooh. did kickball 
kingdom. So that's why people might know now the rubber mallet. All that to say, we lived with the rubber mallet. And she was a hoot. If you ever get the chance to speak to Denise, she's usually volunteering at our events. You should talk to her and buckle up for a long conversation. (laughs) I love her. I love her too. She would be, was it a treadmill? Or like it was some sort of equipment in her bedroom. Every morning she'd be walking on. Do you oh, remember yeah. what it was? An elliptical? An elliptical. Yeah. Good woman. Now she's married to a good man. That's awesome. So, anyways, all of this to say, Claudia's great. We were together on Salt and Light, and she's a wonderful nurse to be. And she's going to talk to us today about different things that we can do to enhance our faith. And I think that this is really, it's coming at a good time. This is a time of year where I think a lot of students and leaders too, it's, we're starting to feel overwhelmed. There's like finals around the corner with like Thanksgiving not far off. And there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of things that are pulling at our attention and distracting us. And sometimes when life gets overwhelming, it's easy for our faith to go one of two ways. Maybe in the overwhelming seasons, our faith thrives and like that's suddenly when we're relying on God or that can be a time where we put our faith on the back burner and we sort of ignore praying or reading our Bible or encouraging one another and diving into our faith deeper and taking our faith as our own and this was something that God laid on your heart to talk about Mm -hmm. with us today so I hope that anyone listening is ready to be encouraged and um is open to what you feel like the Lord's been prompting you to share with us. You spoke at Impact, Mm -hmm. and that was a wonderful message. You were like a preacher. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, she's in the wrong career field. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So why is it important to do things every day that strengthen our faith and enhance our faith, do you think? Right, so there are some biblical practices in my life that... I do every day and some of those things include reading my Bible and praying worshiping those are just a few Mm -hmm. like that I do every day and kind of make it a habit whenever music I turn on my phone it's usually worship music because that's that's just what I'm feeling most times like I Mm want to be with the Lord I want to be connected with him and I really Mm -hmm. feel him through worship music and also just definitely praying and reading the bible is so important to me and there have been seasons in my life where i wasn't doing that i can think back to high school and even to some college where i just didn't pray i didn't read my bible i wasn't in the word still a christian still would have called myself a christian um still went to church still you know spoke encouragement over people and still you know was with believers and was fellowshipping and worshiping but this these components of reading and praying weren't there Mm. and if i were to do that now i would feel like there is a hole like Mm. in my life that's not being met that's not being Mm. filled and yeah that's so I think that it's really important to have these daily practices, these Mm. habits, these routines, because it's what Christ calls us to do. Yeah. Just, 
is what he wants from us. He wants to be with us. You know, I've heard this analogy several times. Like, if if you are married to someone and they only talk to you between 8 and 8.15 in the morning <laughs> before you started your day, right when you got up, and didn't talk to you until the next morning at 8 to 8.15, they would they would start to really wonder, like, what kind of a relationship is this? What kind of marriage am I in? Hmm. And one day we will be married to Christ. Hmm. So we can kind of start this marriage process now of, like, how do we commune with the Lord? How do we sit with Him? Yeah. How do we talk to Him? Yeah. And being a youth and being in, eight, like, grade 6 to 12 is the perfect time to figure this out. Absolutely. Because getting these habits now will only lead to fruit in in the future. Yeah. I think um, what you're saying is super relatable, like especially the the portion of your story that you just shared of you remember a season in your life where maybe you weren't having like the habit of spending time with God every day, more than just a thought here or there, mm-hmm. a fleeting prayer before dinner or before bed or whatever. And if you were to compare your life now to then, it'd be like, there's such a difference now. There's something there's something that you have now that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And it's not Jesus. You always had Jesus. Right. But now you have like a deeper, more profound understanding of Jesus and a walk with Jesus because you've been investing in that. Um, what... Did, what steps did you take to, like, when you were exiting that season of life where you weren't, like, so mm-hmm. involved in your faith, weren't praying and reading every day, what were some, like, practical steps you took, if you remember, to make your relationship a habit and not just, mm-hmm. like, something that was in your life? Definitely. So one thing that I really remember was, like, the kickstart to my devos, basically, mm-hmm. was getting on version Bible app. And downloading some of those plans. And the first one I did was, I just remember it so, like, so sweetly. Like, Mm -hmm. I just remember it being, like, so pure and so good for me. was an Advent one or a Lent one. I think it was Lent. Mm -hmm. It was Lent. And it was, like, journeying with Jesus. And we went through, like, a few of the last chapters of Matthew. Like, going through the process of the cross and Mm -hmm. everything. And his resurrection and that was so beautiful and I just remember the the commentary or like the devotional part of it was so enriching and was so thoughtful and well crafted and that definitely spurred me on I was like okay I want to do another one after it was over it's like okay next day I want to do another one Mm -hmm. like I want to keep going with these devos in the bible app and I think those are great great starting place for someone who is just trying to you know get a hold of their faith and get a hold of these practices yeah and so if someone's not familiar this is an app you can download on your iphone or an android and it's called uversion mm-hmm. and it's um like the bible app pretty much and it has devotionals and tons of plans there's like plans to read through the whole bible or plans to just focus on a certain topic or a certain book of the Bible or a theme or 
of different age groups. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds. As a matter of fact, Salt and Light, we've been trying to submit devotions to version, but there's so many they're not accepting anymore oh, right wow. now. But they, they do turn around and, like, clear space and make more. So who knows? Maybe one day Salt and Light will have their own devotional on the mm-hmm. app. All that aside, that is just one practical way. Um, you also talked about briefly, like, the music that you listen to. Yeah. Um, making that, like very deliberate choice to choose music that's going to point your thoughts to Christ. Mm -hmm. Has that like impacted your daily life? Like just even the music that you're listening to? Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, Philippians 4, 8 to set your mind on things Mm -hmm. that are, you know, true and pure and lovely and noble and admirable and all of these characteristics. And if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and, that's like such a tangible way to do that instead of turning on you know alter like for me it's taylor swift yeah. instead of turning on taylor swift which is what i i love listening to taylor swift and i'll yeah. tell anyone that but some of the content in her music isn't really great for me and sure. it's even like some of her recent stuff it's like there's profanity and mm-hmm. it doesn't turn my heart to the lord it turns my heart towards myself and mm-hmm. So I just, whenever I listen to her, it's like a, a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always trying just to listen to worship music and yeah. uh, do that. I love all types and I have a pretty big playlist that I just keep adding songs to. And it's like over 120 songs long. It's, it's awesome. So that's what I listen to. Or I listen to uh, Christian radio in the car, mm-hmm. which is Mostly because I don't feel like getting my phone out and yeah. picking a song. I just... <laughs> You're like, man, these 20 songs on repeat will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I remember, too, like, even Dylan, who... I talk about Dylan on the podcast episodes, but I don't think I've ever mentioned that he's my husband, so I should make that clear. Who's this person she's talking about? When Dylan first came into, like, his faith, Christian radio is like, what... I think propelled his faith mm-hmm. to keep going just like because that was you know 11 12 years ago before he had like a really cool smartphone that did Spotify or apps or anything and he was like that is just what's keeping my mind on Christ mm-hmm. and so things like that I think the biggest takeaway from what you're sharing with us is that there has to be a choice that we make Mm -hmm. at some point we make a choice to either make our faith our own or just piggyback on like our parents faith or whoever is like the christian that's pouring into our lives when we choose to make the choice to make our faith our own those that choice requires actions like reading your bible every day or a devotional or listening to music that's going to point you to christ or watching shows that maybe aren't going to have you thinking about things opposite of nobleness and loveliness yeah. and excellency um it's just deliberate choices as a christian and sometimes we're good at making them and sometimes we're not um but how has your life changed like your attitude or your outlook or anything about your life, um, how has it changed since you've made the choices Mm -hmm. to be really intentional with Jesus and make that faith in your life a daily, everyday growing thing? How has your life changed? 
Yeah, so one of the main fruits of my Bible reading and prayer time would, I think, have to be the way I handle suffering Hmm. in this life. And um, in my story, there's been a lot of suffering that I've had to go through. And one of the most recent was the NCLEX, actually. Mm -hmm. So that studying was really painful and really hard. And I had to take the exam twice. And Mm. it was not easy. No. Um, So... So by reading the scriptures every night and praying throughout the day and especially at night, I learned to grow in dependence and trust in the Lord. Hmm. And like it's irreplaceable. Like nothing hmm. can can replace that. Nothing can fill that yeah. except more of Jesus. Yeah. I think that answer is really beautiful because sometimes and i'm not going to try and point a bad finger at certain people or groups in christianity but there can be pockets of christianity where if you were to say how has your life changed um since growing deeper with the lord some people might look to oh i've gotten blessings or i've received (laughs) like like, I gave, and then I ended up getting double money, like, that I didn't expect. And, like, we look to, like, these big stories of, like, oh, I got this, or this happened, these mm-hmm. miracles. And sometimes those things happen in life, sure. But I love when people like yourself are able to say, my life has changed since growing deeper in my faith, because in the suffering, I've had someone to lean on. And, like, in the lows of life, I've had someone that knew me still and loved me still and that I could look to and cling to and get through the suffering alongside of and that's Jesus and that's Mm -hmm. the Lord and that's the Holy Spirit like strengthening you and equipping you um it's like there's the I'm gonna uh paraphrase the verse in um I believe it would be Hebrews where it talks about or maybe it's Romans um just like persevering through faith Mm -hmm. and that perseverance like produces hope and if we want to be people that are like christ like christian literally means an imitator of christ um we're going to need to persevere through some things like Mm -hmm. suffering and um the only way to do that to have that kind of walk with the lord that strengthens you even in suffering is if you know the Lord better than just a 8 to 8.15 a.m. sort of relationship. I love that metaphor you Mm. gave about marriage because we are, like, that's how close we are to Christ. And like you said, how close we will be. Um, What advice would you have for a student who's listening who is really interested in making their faith the priority in their life and they want to know Jesus better and they want to understand scripture better or just like have their mind focused on things that are godly like anyone who wants to make their faith deeper what's your advice for students who have that desire one thing i would think about is go to youth group Mm -hmm. because youth group is really where Mm -hmm. my faith just launched off yeah like megan was is so yeah. is so precious to me and yeah. such a great friend now and yeah. 
feel like your youth leaders really do care about you. Yeah. And they want to see your faith grow and they love you. Mm-hmm. So being around people who support your faith and want to see growth in your faith is really important. And being with a group of believers yeah. um, and peers your age mm-hmm. that are also striving for the same thing is is amazing and is such a great example of the community that we get in Christ and yeah. the body of Christ because you won't always have that no. in life. No, it's you won't. Yeah. It's like hard to think about, but you won't always have mm-hmm. people surrounding you mm-hmm. when you go to college or when you graduate college or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. your life looks like after high school. Yeah, and uh, that brings up two thoughts. One is if you don't have a youth group, you could send us a message on Facebook or on our website, snlam.com. Or on Instagram, because uh, we have we know a network of like all the youth pastors in Central Pennsylvania and in Western PA, and so we could connect you with a youth group if you need one. Um, but also, you're so right, Claudia. Like, there is, it's such a specific time of life that we pour into teenagers as the church, and sometimes when we go our separate ways in life and grow up and move on from our hometowns or high school, uh, we lose that community in some people's lives and journeys. And so cling to your youth group while you have this intentional space that's dedicated to your growth. I agree. And you had Megan Krusemark as yeah. Leader. Yes. But she's Krusemark no more. Soon. Soon. Couple days, right? Couple weeks, yeah. Couple weeks she'll be um, married. Married woman. She's using uh, Salt and Light's uh, lights for her wedding. Oh, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> they were just uh, delivered that, that way. Anyways, um, yeah, she's great, and we love her very much from Yorkshire. Yes. Yes, Yorkshire. Good church, good people. Um, what else? So, yes, go to youth group. Are there any other things that students could do to grow their faith Um Especially now, like this is the time. It's still early in the school year. I know it's a tough time, but take your faith seriously. What are some other things that you could do? Some other things I would do would get on a Bible reading mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. Somehow, whether that's your church has one, or you go on U Version, the Bible app, or you know, you just start reading a book of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> start in John. That's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things you don't need really a plan you can just open the open the word and start reading um and just spend time in prayer Mm. prayer can look like so many different things yes it doesn't just have to be you know you know at the foot of your bed on your knees hands together like praying to the lord Mm -hmm. it can look like so many different things and it looks different for me you know at different times of the day so yeah and also just to like, I, I would just suggest to take your thoughts captive. And because this is a really big thing because a lot of the times our minds are swirling with different things and different yep. thoughts that some aren't good, some are good. And I would say just pr- get in the routine of giving those thoughts up to Christ and mm. um, 
definitely you need to, or you should, or I would, just continue to give everything to prayer. Mm. And just give him whatever thought comes to your mind, whether it's good or bad. And say, you know, Lord, like, this is what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Would you be Lord over it? Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Would you be Lord over this thought? I think, um, I don't know, sometimes that's not our first instinct, and it takes time to make that the first thing that we think about, taking our thoughts captive, but we have the mind of Christ. We do. And we need to think like Christ, Mm -hmm. and um, obviously there's grace for when we don't, but taking our thoughts captive and including God in our mind and in our prayers and I love what you said too like prayer can look like so many different expressions and Mm -hmm. I mean often it can just be talking to God throughout your whole day like Mm -hmm. we all have that little voice inside our head Um, you know we have the the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us and so if God views us as temples of the Holy Spirit worthy to walk around carrying like the power of God within us, we um, can talk to the Holy Spirit and can talk to God and, I don't know, make that a daily, every day, all day event in our lives. I'm getting on a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about advice for adults? I think a lot of what you said can go to any oh, age. Yeah. But is there anything for someone who's out of high school and is navigating life as a quote-unquote grown-up <laughs> um, who's like, you know what, my faith hasn't been a priority and it, it really should be. Is there anything else that you would maybe suggest? Yes, of course, everything I've already said. Yeah. But also make the decision to do it. Yeah. Like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Now I'm speaking to the adult, so I can yep. speak a little more <laughs> candidly, you know. <laughs> yep. Like, just do it. Like, stop making mm-hmm. excuses and read your Bible and pray. Yeah. It's like, ultimately, like, you're going to live your days the way you want to live them. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to call yourself a Christian, if you want to have a faith that can go through the fire, if you want to be able to not be anxious every day, of every, like every second of every day, mm-hmm. then read the Bible. It will help you. <laughs> like... It will. Yeah. Pray. Just very yeah. matter-of-factly, just mm-hmm. if you want to do it, then do it. But mm-hmm. stop making excuses yeah. to not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Claudia's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so it's so true. Um, a question I, I thought about as, as we're chatting would be, why do you think this is something that you wanted to talk about? Because I think, well, I wanted to interview you because I enjoy you and mm. I think you are a good speaker and a godly speaker and someone who's wise and has um, a walk with the Lord that people can learn from. And But I also don't want to put you on a pedestal and be like, everyone act like Claudia. No, I think what we're saying is everyone act like Jesus. Right, yeah. <laughs> and Claudia's just giving advice about how to do that. Um, but I had other ideas of what we could talk about today. And you were like, actually, I feel like we should go this direction with our conversation. And I agree that this is important to talk about. But um, I guess all of that is wrapped up in this. Why did you want to talk to students and adults about taking their faith seriously every day? 
I wanted to talk about it because we don't really talk about it. In Sunday school and in youth group, the most popular answers are read your Bible and pray. Mm-hmm. And like at youth group, Megan will say something like such a deep question. And it's like, how do we further our walk with Christ? Like how, it, the question could be anything. Yeah. But it, like the answers are always read your Bible and pray. Mm-hmm. So we know that. We know in our minds that those are the right things to do. Mm-hmm. But how many students, how many youth actually go home that night and read, read their the Bible, Bible and pray? Right. <laughs> it's true. I think we, uh, we, it's just like, it's almost as if in the church, read your Bible and pray has become just a throwaway answer. Like, oh, it's the answer to everything. Read your Bible and pray. And that's a little band-aid, and it, you can put that on any answer, and it just, there you go. But it actually is the answer. It actually <laughs> is the answer. Yeah, like you actually do need to read your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and there could be so many, you know, topics and discussions and pushbacks and things to talk about. But at the end of the day, if you're not reading your Bible and praying, how are you going to know God's heart or like get closer to God and um how are you going to invite God into your life and have God like speak to you and have and have your ears open to hearing God if you're not spending time with God right and I believe that you know the Holy Spirit can speak into our lives and show us things that aren't necessarily in the Bible but are still of God Mm. but God has given us the gift of scripture mm-hmm. yeah and we get to read it mm-hmm. and no you don't really have to do anything mm-hmm. but you get to read yeah. scripture you get to be with the lord mm-hmm. he has said these are the things that have persevered through mm-hmm. all of history yeah just about yeah yeah we why wouldn't you want to read that yeah it's an honor and it's a privilege and it's um so crucial and we forget that sometimes um, I guess this is another question I just thought of, but super practical and not on a soapbox. Is there like a time of day that you recommend someone mm-hmm. like, like read their Bible or worship or pray or just like go outside and walk and think about God and talk yeah. to God? Like any, any advice about like, if you want to, so we're recording this on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. If you want to start, well, you know, it's debuting on a Monday, right? So if you want to start. Monday afternoon or Tuesday morning this week, you want to just do it, like Claudia said. Any advice there? (laughs) So I'm a little different than most people. A lot of people, I'd say the majority of people would say in the morning Mm -hmm. of, you know, first thing you do when you wake up. For me, getting up is always a variable. I don't know what time (laughs) I'm going to get up. And it's uh, it's not very consistent. Mm -hmm. And I usually have things to do so you know it's not always the same so for me I like to do mine at night I like to go to bed around like 8 or 8 30 and then just spend time in the word and mm. pray until you know however long it takes yeah and journal journaling is another really big thing that I would yeah. recommend um a student to get is if you don't have a journal mm-hmm. and a pen get a journal and a pen mm-hmm. and either write down your prayers or write down your thoughts or mm-hmm. write down what you're learning in scripture as you read it. Yeah. Journaling, I have a bunch of journals that I've finished. Yeah. So you'll have those 
forever if you mm-hmm. want to keep them and you can always look back and see how your faith has grown and yeah I've definitely done that and for just one example in my journals I was at a York mission trip I think in 2013 or mm-hmm. something and I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit mm. and I remember being super emotional then and that night like I went home and or I went back to like my air mattress yeah. in the big room. <laughs> Your home the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and I journaled about it and yep. I had that memory and mm. I said, Wow, like this is where my faith really took a turn. Mm-hmm. Like you can pinpoint it just right there in, yeah. in a in a journal. And because I, I remember it too. Yeah. Because it yeah. was it was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So like you just yeah. remember those things. Yeah, I love journaling and I do the same thing like we moved recently and in the move packing up things I packed up all the old journals and I was like I like wasted so not wasted but I should have been packing but I spent (laughs) a lot of time on the floor reading through all the journals and I was like this is amazing Mm -hmm. and like moments that were seemed like so big and difficult and they were at the time and now looking back I'm like oh that was nothing Chrisanna like you have no idea what God had next for you but it's amazing to see your walk with the Lord, the highs and the lows, times mm-hmm. where you felt close and far away from God. Um, and a practical thing, as I've gotten older, I can't stand to write in a journal, like with a pen in my hand. I also just don't have time with a baby. So I am so much faster typing. Mm. And I at first it bothered me, and now I'm like, do I think that the Lord can't like still right. be like read my google document journal (laughs) like of course god can or like of course this still counts so now my journals are all digital (laughs) yeah um but that's just one if you're like me and you can't write in a notebook because you don't have the patience to have a sore wrist you can type it that's okay um and i i think your advice is really uh I I don't know, something people should really take to heart about the evening time. Mm -hmm. I know for me, bedtime, I get in the bed, I turn to like scrolling on my phone and um, that's not good for my brain. I probably shouldn't do that at all and I need to work on that. So now I've publicly shared that as something Mm -hmm. I need to work on. But a lot of us spend time distracted at night you know, it's sort of like, this is my time. I'm in control of these couple hours before I sleep. What if we gave those hours to the Lord Mm -hmm. and spent that time praying or reading or, you know, talking to God or just worshiping for a while? What if we rethought our day and rethought that me time as our time, you Mm -hmm. know, Jesus and I, um, and I know that's a weakness of mine. Nighttime is definitely like the most self time of the day and it doesn't need to be like that so I appreciate that input and one thing I want to say about prayer and like what my prayer kind of looks like is just a conversation with God yeah nothing really that you'd find in scripture just like (laughs) so God today was pretty good day you know like just talk to him like that and just Mm -hmm. be really real with him yep because he's not interested in in sh- like showy answers or showy yeah. prayers he's not interested in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean he will take those as worship to himself he sure. will but he, like he wants your heart he wants yeah. who you are so don't think oh i don't really know how to pray like do you know how to talk to your best friend 
Yeah. <laughs> well, just talk to God. Surprise. <laughs> you know how to pray. <laughs> you know how to pray. You know how to pray. I love that advice. And my prayer life has changed a lot over the years, too. Like, now it's to the point where when something happens that is, like, frustrating or making me angry, like, I'll just talk to God and be like, do you see this? Yeah. Do you see this happening? I don't even have to talk to you about this because <laughs> you know how I feel right now. So you're going to have... You're going to have to take care of this because I'm walking away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have left uh, moments with my husband many times and been like, Lord, it's yours now. (laughs) Like, I'm tapping out. Now you're in charge. Yeah. But, like, we can be so real and honest because God already knows our thoughts. God knows the number of hairs on our head, Mm -hmm. our thoughts before we speak them, knew us in our mother's womb, knit us in our mother's womb. Like, we... There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. He knew us before he created the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He knew our hearts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before he created the world all Mm -hmm. those years ago. Mm -hmm. And like even on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They they know not what they do. Like even in the lowest, hardest moments, like there's still just like this grace and understanding. Like we are always met with love and we are always met with redemption we're always met with compassion mm-hmm. i think the the newest thing for me that i'm learning in my faith that i for some reason never thought of before i don't really know why i should explore that with god is like we're always met with empathy too mm-hmm. like a god that understands how we're feeling yeah. um better than we f- maybe give credit to god for mm-hmm. um but all of this to say you know how to pray <laughs> you know how. Yeah. You, <laughs> you guys really know do. how to pray. You have the power. Um, Claudia, this has been really encouraging and I think a good little kick in the butt to mm-hmm. <laughs> to all of us and to anyone who's like just su- sort of lukewarm, which by the way, the Bible's pretty clear that lukewarm is no good. Mm-hmm. Not no bueno, not <laughs> good. Spit out of the mouth, not Seriously. good. So be on fire for the Lord because so, like, it's just so worth it and mm-hmm. so much good comes out of it. And Claudia was just here to testify mm-hmm. to the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God because she's been walking with the Lord. Um, and that's something we all can admire and, enc- and be encouraged by. I want to share one specific example that really happened. So I started reading the Bible from Genesis 1 back in like January of 2020. Okay. And I've just been reading a chapter every day. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in Psalms. Oh, nice. And right in the middle. Right in the middle. So it was really funny because as I was reading through the book of Job, I was studying for my NCLEX. Oh. And the exact day that I took my NCLEX was when I finished Job. Hmm. And at the end of Job, for those of you who don't know, the whole story of Job is about this man who has gone through intense suffering, probably the worst suffering that anyone could really ever go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's directly caused by, you know, the enemy himself. And yeah. God allows it because he says, because God knows that Job will remain faithful to him. Mm-hmm. And at the very very last chapter of the of like the book that's like over 40 chapters job gets restored of everything yeah he has children his family his livestock his house Mm -hmm. his wealth like double or like triple or just some like yeah 
to the to the nth power mm-hmm. um, amount back that he got taken away. And when I passed my NCLEX, I was like, like the Lord is so good. Yeah. And I couldn't have planned that. I could not have, you know, issued that in my life, you know, because sometimes like I'm human, like sometimes I miss a day of reading or I just don't get all the way through or something like that. So I just get behind. So there's always variables about, you know, how far I'm going to go. And like my test date changed a couple of times. So just the way that my lot was and the way that it fell was really cool. And I think it's a really cool testament of know what it means to be faithful and like god can use anything yeah and that has been really encouraging to me and with the people that i've shared that with they've always said like wow that's really cool that that that's a work of god but yeah i was just thinking like oh god didn't need to do that you could have just been in like ezra or something (laughs) which actually i do love the book of ezra so i don't know why i just made it sound like a joke but god was like no she's gonna do a little studying and suffering Mm -hmm. as she suffers (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then on the last day there's the restoration like that was just a little gift uh, yeah from the lord and that's just one small example of how god shows up and speaks to us and moves in our lives in tangible practical ways and God is always moving. It's just, are we always looking for mm-hmm. it and seeing it and recognizing it? And once you start, man, it's yeah. like you cannot turn it off. Like right. the filter of seeing God in your everyday and hearing God and po- putting points together and be like, oh, this is God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is God showing up right now. We could sit here all day and talk about those moments because mm-hmm. they're amazing. We should do, we should have another episode where we just talk about <laughs> all the times where we saw God show up because yeah. that is, that that's glorifying God and that's worship. And it's mm-hmm. true looking back and thinking about all that. Um, but thank you for sharing that. It's also kind of funny that you started in January 2020 and you were just a young little naive Claudia. <laughs> like, I'm going to read the Bible. And you didn't know that you'd have a lot of time <laughs> on your hands. Well, not really. You're studying for NCLEX. Yeah. But just a couple months later, 2020 would begin. The real 2020 mm-hmm. would begin in March. And then you were committed to that plan. And God was showing up in your life even still. Yeah. So thank you so much for driving all the way from York, in case anyone missed it. She's from York. so It's really not that far away. It's not too bad. You just hop on, what is it, 83, 83 I guess? 83, yeah. Uh, yeah, hop on 83. I came from Carlisle, so. Well, actually, Newville. You're familiar with Newville? No. Nope, no one is. Because <laughs> no one lives there except for me. <laughs> and all the people in my house. Um, but we love it there. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Thank you for making this long trip that wasn't that long for sharing these practical things. I hope that people feel ready to take on their faith. The Bible says that when I was a child, I felt like a child and then we grow up. We grow up, we get out of spiritual milk and we want real food. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to a sermon from the 80s. They were big into those uh, references from Peter. Um, thank you so much, Claudia. You're a gem, you're a jewel. I think that everyone who's your patient will be. Hmm truly blessed because they will be encountering the hands and feet of Jesus in more Mm. ways than one and we were blessed by this conversation and these tools that we learned and we're going to take them and run with it so thank you so much thank you for having me absolutely well until next time um goodbye